Hello, and welcome to Narrowcast, the platform that introduces new thought-provoking topics each week in hopes of stimulating the millions of neurons within your brain. This week, we will dive into the world of a sustainability giant, a company defined by its picturesque purple and black logo, its commitment to the environment, and one of the few companies that tells its customers not to buy its products. This company is Patagonia. From a young age, Yvonne Chouinard, founder of Patagonia, has lived in unison with the natural environment. At age seven, Yvonne's family relocated to Southern California, where he was immersed in hunting, foraging, and falconry. At age 14, Yvonne dipped his toes into the waters of climbing through the Southern California Falconry Club. Yvonne and his peers would frequently repel to falcon nests and eventually progressed to the point where they would hitch rides on freight trains in order to climb the sandstone cliffs in San Fernando Valley during the winter and climb at Tequitz Rock in the Palm Springs area during spring and fall. Eventually, Yvonne migrated to Yosemite Valley, the mecca of big wall climbing in America, where he lived with hippies and other, quote, dirtbags in Camp 4 of the valley. Yvonne was fortunate enough to grow up alongside the sport of climbing. However, he also witnessed the detriments that human activities have on the environment. Yvonne noticed that climbing was a disposable sport. Before the modern climbing gear that we see today, most climbers used pitons to progress up a rock face. Soft metal spikes, or pitons, were hammered into cracks on faces such as El Capitan in Yosemite. The issue with pitons is that with repeated use, they leave large holes in the once pristine cracks on rock walls. Yvonne noticed the damaging effects of piton use, and he decided to make a change to the climbing gear industry. Yvonne founded Chunard Equipment, the former name of Patagonia, and set to work, first improving the design of the piton, and then eventually developing a reusable aluminum wedge that required no hammering and would easily slide in and out of cracks, effectively rendering the piton obsolete. This aluminum wedge is known as a chalk, and it was Patagonia's first attempt at creating an environmentally responsible product. This chalk was introduced with the following quote from Doug Robinson, a prominent California climber. There is a word for it, and the word is clean. Climbing with only nuts and runners for protection is clean climbing. Clean because the rock is left unaltered by the passing climber. Clean because nothing is hammered into the rock and then hammered back out. Clean is climbing the rock without changing it, a step closer to organic climbing for the natural man. Yvonne's piton innovation spawned the philosophy of, if it's broken, just fix it. The same value is what makes up the core of Patagonia through their efforts to improve the health of the environment while producing gear that can be mended instead of replaced. In 2011 on Black Friday, the day that can be considered the sacrament of consumerism, Patagonia published a seemingly simple full-page ad in the New York Times. The ad in question featured an image of Patagonia's R2 jacket with a headline that stated, don't buy this jacket. Yes, you heard that right. Patagonia was actually begging their consumers to stop buying products from them. The purpose of this ad was to fight back against consumerism and the ever-present need to have the latest, greatest products. Even though the R2 is constructed of 60% recycled polyester, Patagonia found that the production of the garment emitted 20 pounds of CO2, almost 24 times the weight of the actual jacket. Patagonia argued that it would be hypocritical for us to work for environmental change 
without encouraging customers to think before they buy. Now, I know, you must be wondering why Patagonia bothers selling clothes if they have such negative impacts on the environment during production. Patagonia acknowledges this and continues to affirm that they want their customers to utilize repairs and maximize the lifespan of each product. After all, we all need clothes, and Patagonia seeks to produce the longest-lasting clothes available. To back up their Don't Buy This Jacket campaign, Patagonia introduced the Worn Wear program in 2017, essentially a Patagonia thrift store offering vintage and refurbished garments at reduced prices. Patagonia has a Worn Wear tour in which a biodiesel repair truck tours around America and performs gear repairs at community events. Warnware accepts donations and creates Frankenstein jackets in order to prevent exhausted products from going to a landfill or an incinerator. Patagonia owns the largest garment repair center in America, with a workforce of 45 employees. Warnware is effective in providing Patagonia customers with a greater element of choice. They need not to feel bad about buying the occasional new jacket or bag from Patagonia, as they have the option to recycle their old product and extend its lifespan. Patagonia strives to develop a customer base that genuinely cares about the impact that their hobbies and passions have on the environment. As the great Yvonne Chouinard once said, he who dies of the least toys wins, because the more you know, the less you need. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Neurocast. None of this would be possible without our amazing sponsors. This week, the Nature Conservancy of Canada is sponsoring Neurocast, the NCC seeks to promote sustainability within Canada's natural landscapes through conservation, volunteering initiatives, and protection of vital ecosystems. Use the code NeuroNCC when making a donation, and Neurocast will match each listener's donation dollar for dollar. See you guys next week. Thank you.